0: This. This, this is, is this, this is, is
1: diversified, diversified, diversified game game. game. game.
0: A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may
1: agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds,
0: you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And A.L. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So let the game begin.
1: And of course, A.L. And today, you guys are going to get a lesson. Get your kids, those who inspire to be doctors, nurses, nurse cracks, just have an interest in bettering themselves in education. But today's guest, Dr. Nina Loom, who you can see on Instagram with Dr. Nina Loom. She has so much content out there. She is the encouraging doc. She is a coach, speaker, author, and she has a focus for IMGs, which are international medical graduates. So you graduate outside of the US and come here, she knows because she's done it how to become a doctor. Welcome, Dr. Nina. How are you doing?
2: I am doing so well. First of all, thank you guys so much for having me today to share. I really appreciate this experience. Um, but I'm doing great. It's 37 degrees in Kentucky, and we're just living it.
1: Wow. Okay. So you need like to me that's mink coat weather. You can justify the mink or the caribou or whichever is your particular <laughs> fur of choice. Tell me you have something warm.
0: Yeah, I
2: mean, you know, I, at this point, I'm I'm more of a tea person. So with a cup of tea and a coat, I'm okay. Like I can I can weather the storm.
1: Okay, okay. Tell us, how did you get on your journey? that you're doing now and when you were in Dwala Cameroon where you were from, did you know you'd be doing, you know, speaking, authoring and coaching others on how to do what you're doing now as a physician?
2: No, no, no. Absolutely no idea. So, you know, I I, I believe that um sometimes you figure out the things that you are passionate about after going through a struggle. Okay. So when I was growing up in Cameroon, I had no idea that I'll be here today um, practicing medicine in the States and even being able to reach out to help other people that have a similar background who are wanting to practice medicine or pursue any kind of healthcare-related career path in this part of the world. So none of this was planned. Um, It it just happened uh, that my life unfolded to the to the point of me seeking opportunities to study in the US, and that was probably I would say my late teens um, while being a college student at home, I, I wanted to get into medical school in Cameroon and was not granted admission. and so I had to start looking in other places because we had so few schools. actually we had just one medical school at the time. And so in that process of searching for schools, I found, the option of studying in the Caribbean. I looked at options of studying in Europe. Uh, I looked at what it what it would require to study, what it would require of me to study in the States. And after some research, um, I chose to go to the Caribbean instead. And from then on, transitioned into the States as a Caribbean medical student. And so, you know, it wasn't straightforward. I had no idea I was going to end up here. I was just seeking an MD degree. Um, and the initial plan was to seek that MD degree to practice in Cameroon. But I believe sometimes when you pursue something and you have a vision and a dream and you keep, you keep that in front of you, um, you sort of start to develop ways to achieve that dream. Once you push it to the back burner, then you lose sight of it and then your creativity is no longer there. Um, So in that process of just keeping the dream in front of me, I felt like my steps were ordained. I'm a Christian. I believe that God ordained my steps, and that's how I found myself here. And so now, by virtue of just being in a position of um, being able to have achieved a goal, I just decided to be able to reach out to other people and share what I've learned along the process so that other people don't have to go through the pain that I did to get to this point.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. The it, yeah. Pur- purpose over everything, because it's not easy to be a physician if you were born here in America to get into medical school, but to then do it out of the country, because, you know, America is like the most positive, number one around the world. That's why we have like World Series even though like it internationally. It's difficult it is a difficult task and they don't make it any easier when you're coming and having a degree um, from, you know, outside of the country. Can you kind of talk about the extra steps and the years of training you have to do after you finish and to come into the United States?
2: Yes. So, you know, every country has a, a different medical system. So the great thing about the U.S. is, you know, once you finish high school, you do three to four years of undergrad and then um, four years of medical school and then residency training, which can last three to seven years. Um, if you choose to do a fellowship, you may go longer. Now, um, for Cameroon, we go by the European system. And so that was more, you know, a six years of medical school right out of, right out of high school and then um, one year of internship. Now, if you transition from Cameroon or any other European-type system um, into the state, you are only able to get credit right up until the point of medical school. So you still have to come into the states and, and take the board exams, um, which are part of the U.S. medical school curriculum, pass all three of them, before being eligible to then apply for residency training, which tags on a minimum of three years, a maximum. There's no maximum. I mean, you can go as long as you want. Um, so, that's the difference between both systems. I think at the end of the day, it all adds up evenly. Uh, whether you choose to do a seven-year direct system and then three years of residency, that's still a 10-year time frame, or whether you choose to do the eight years of uh, which is four years of undergraduate studies and four years of medical school, and then three years of residency, you're still looking at a ten to eleven years. so either way, you know, I think it all balances out, but the main difference being that if people that study in the states, what they have to do is they take their board exams during medical school, so as part of their third and fourth and third and fourth year of medical school, they're actively taking boards. Those that study outside of the states, you know they typically have to either decide or choose to take those board exams during medical school or wait and complete medical school, then take the boards before they even become eligible to be looked at um, to integrate into the U.S. system. Um, so, I, you know, that just gives a little bit of perspective. Now, that's a little bit different for schools located in the Caribbean. For schools located in the Caribbean, they mimic the U.S. system. So, they mimic the four years of medical school after undergraduate studies have been completed. Um, And they they give people the opportunity to pursue the last two years of those four years in the U.S. And so that's a little bit of a difference with both systems.
0: Thanks, 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 thanks. Doctor, like, uh, out of our diversified game group, uh, you know, we're we're a conglomerate of uh, PR professionals, marketing professionals, and uh, content specialists and uh doing a little bit of background information on you um you have a very 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 uh vivid lively uh like your personality shows um on your uh your id content and um you really have some uh very very solid insight and information on your website uh what pointed you in the direction of uh using social media to i guess uh tell your tell your journey And also, that to help others, excuse me.
2: Right. So, um, I think for me, I always had that blog, uh, even when I was a medical student, but I -hmm. did not understand the purpose of the people that were reading the blogs. So, I didn't understand what they wanted. Um, And so, for me, it was more like a diary, you know, where you just write out things that you're experiencing and how that makes you feel. But then, you know, I did not try to expose myself either so you know I tried to keep the the real the meat of the pain or or the struggle away from the public and I just kind of wrote metaphorically so to speak Um, and nobody ever read it and so that was fine because I thought that is just for me it's my let out that's why I kind of express my emotions as I deal with the things that I'm dealing with and then residency came along the way I barely had any time I remember I wrote my first blog post um, as a resident on maybe the first week of training, and I didn't write anything for three years uh, just because I was so busy and just in over my head. But then when I finished residency and I started working, um, for some odd reason, more people decided to take keen to my journey, Um, I guess because now I was that, you know, I completed medical school and I was practicing, I guess, the, the success or the perception of success that comes with that started to draw people my way, and then they asked more questions. And the more questions they asked, I realized I was answering the same question over and over again. And so I thought, you know, I have a blog that exists on the Internet. Nobody's visiting it. Maybe I could start using that platform to answer some of these questions. And it was sort of like the moment I decided to to meet the need of the people that were reaching out to me, then, you know, the message went out further and further away. And um, with that, I really just only write based on what people ask me. And so, you know, it's like when you help that first person and you watch them go from, you know, confused, you know, just completely disoriented as to what they need to do. And you walk them through that process and then you see them actually get into residency and now they're in residency or maybe just completed residency. It's like, oh, my God. I actually have a gift in my hands and I can put that out there for somebody else to learn from. And so it was really by other people's successes, uh, the people that I helped um, achieve their goals. It was by that that I became more and more encouraged to streamline my message to really meet that same focus. So, you know, a person that wants to be a doctor that doesn't know how to get there, well, they'll reach out to me and I'll write a post or talk to another doctor and then they figure out a blueprint for themselves. And I see result in their life. And I'm like, oh, my God, well, let's share that. And it just was a rippling effect. Um, I never for a moment sat down and decided I was going to start doing this. It was just because of other people's experiences, learning from them, and seeing that the method that I shared worked um, that gave me a little bit more insight as to how to continue to streamline this and to continue to share it.
1: Well, with that being said, Um, The way I found you was from my wife, Dr. Tina of CNA to MD, and she said, Look at this beautiful Cameroonian on Instagram. She's a doctor, but she could be a a, a model if she wanted to be. So, AL, you weren't the only one who saw that. We did not speak about this interview prior. So, you know, um, it's just a natural thing um, that she has, I guess, AL. She has the it factor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> thank, yeah,
2: definitely. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You guys are so kind, very kind. Um, my patients usually make I, I I hear that on the floors, you know, but it's so distracting sometimes because my patients will say things like, you know, you should have you should have done something else, you should have been modeled. I was like, if it was that easy,
1: <laughs> it was
2: only that easy.
1: Yeah, but it's also purpose and, you know, everyone could be doing something else, but they need you because of the healing hands and that there's not a bunch of, you know, uh, American kids saying, you know, I'm going to be a doctor after, I would say, four years of college. I mean, everybody in elementary and middle school, high school, oh, I want to do medicine. And I want to be a doctor, and you know, but when it comes down to it, you're finding that doctors are, you know, uh, from overseas. And some people, you know, depending on where you are, you're in Kentucky, so I'm sure you've seen this. Folks might have asked you before, you know, are there any white doctors, you know, which can't be a valid question because I always want to know, is there a black doctor? Because black doctors treat black patients better there's the research um, you know, there's, there's cultural things that you know that others may not get so hey give me, give me a black doctor if there is one in the house i'm in seattle so that's not always the case but i'm, I'm glad that i have in-house concierge service but talk about even more are you uneasy with that attention when people say oh well, you should be doing something else like maybe you should have just been you know yeah.
2: So Yeah. I'm not I don't I'm not uneasy with it because you know I figure there's gonna be a day where I wouldn't get that compliment anymore. So to me it's a compliment. Um, you know, I'm probably gonna get old at some point and nobody will be telling me that. And so I, oh. I actually enjoy it, you know, I, and so I don't I don't take it negatively. To me, it's not necessarily a gender, any form of a gender bias, though some, some may see it as such, um, but it, it, I don't take it negatively at all. Um, but uh, to your point regarding, you know, being in an area where you can have a physician that understands a little bit more about your culture and even just understands what it means to be that person that is African-American or African that is a patient. Um, and understanding the vulnerabilities of of just different things, the family history, and, and really kind of getting down into who you are as a person, um, it makes a it makes a great deal of of, of difference, you know, especially uh, if you have a physician that can understand you to that degree. So I, I definitely support, a second that point. That's a that's a great point.
1: And the other thing that got my attention was, and my wife had pointed out, she's like, she likes to do all those crazy things that you do. And so I had to like really comb through your Instagram and it seems like you have no fear. So next time I go like bull riding or I have a whole bunch of crazy, I want to go wingsuiting. I I may be saying, Hey, Dr. Nia, you wanna do these things that are just easy?" <laughs> but talk about that side because I'm just gonna be frank, not too many Cameroonian women will do some of the things that you do. I mean, it seems like I, I didn't see you riding on a motorcycle, you know, and, and doing jumps, but I don't think you would shy away from that. So talk about that adventure spirit Yeah, so um
2: I think for for me, I've always had some level of adventure in my heart, and I would say that's probably how I ended up here in the states anyways um but I think people just need to live a little you know i there is one thing I can tell anyone it's just live a little um dare just dare yourself just a little bit uh life is life is is not short, but it's enough and so you really want to just make sure that you're maximizing every moment you have in art. um it's just just enjoy and cherish the little things be a little bit more adventurous go out there and, and and just try yourself you just never know the things that you would do i personally have never been bungee jumping um that's something that i would want to do um but uh b- besides that i'm pretty confident i know i'm going to do it someday but i just i'm looking for the right time i kind of want to do it over The over on the West Coast, actually closer to Nevada or somewhere where you know you can see the canyons and stuff. But I I mean, I I think everybody should just uh, just live a little, take a deep breath, and live a little, enjoy enjoy every moment. Um, and you'll never know if you like something until you try it.
0: This is true. This is true. And with uh with that, it's kind of just gonna piggyback off that thought. Um. How do you, and for for our listeners, with everything that you have going on, uh, do you have any advice or insight when it comes to like balance? Like you're you're a doctor, Uh, you participate uh, very actively on social media, you create content, you're an author. How do you, and where do you find time to to make all of these things happen and still live like the best life to become the best the best version of yourself?
2: You know, I think for me personally I've had to sacrifice other things to pursue my non-direct patient care passions. So what I mean by that is, you know, I don't watch television, for example. I don't watch the news. I don't um I don't spend my time with things that I have no direct influence over. And so that is one great way that I've gained some more time back for myself has been shifting my t v time to maybe my writing time or my online content creation time um and so if I look at uh, if if for anybody listening, if you just want to try this exercise, take the last week and look at how much time you spent on television alone, and then you know write that down, tally that against how much influence you had over what you learned on t v um, if you had direct influence over it, by all means, keep watching it because that may be your arena to to you know be passionate and create change and influence other people through, um, so go for it. But if you had no direct influence over whatever you watch on television and it did not affect you or improve you in one way or the other, if it did not add to your bank account, if it did not add to your mental uh, strength or, or emotional energy, if it did not make you a better person, then maybe you can consider shifting that time to another area of your life um, where you have some kind of reward, whether it's a personal development, you know, reading a book, or whether it's uh, helping you just be smarter about um, some things that you like to do, um, or whether it's finding time for a hobby. You may actually enjoy going out to play uh, I don't know, play basketball with, with your friends than you would sitting in front of a television. And then you could you could work on that or you could start training for a 5K or something. Um, so I just think for me, what has worked has been looking for things that do not add any value to my life, taking those away and adding in things that uh, make me feel more passionate, make me feel more vibrant. And if, if that is writing on Instagram or... Taking pictures or taking a trip or doing something else, then I would much rather do that instead of watch television um, you know and that's just how that's just one example of of things that I've had to eliminate. there's so many other subtle things um but I think the most time I've gained in my day is just two or three hours of television at night or my weekends, four or five hours um taking that back and just blogging or writing or taking a trip or. I'm going to the gym or doing other things that I like to do.
1: All right. the writing. Talk about the writing and the books um, that you have been a part of. And, you know, just the, I'm sure we're going to see even more and more because you haven't written your your own story, you know, in full detail yet. But um, I actually have one of your books right here on the counter but talk about that and how that came
2: together in your experience with it. Yeah, so I currently have co-authored two books. Um, One is The Chronicles of Women in White Coats. That was published in 2018. And then I have also co-authored more recently, and I was actually a leader on this project, um, another book called Beyond Challenges. And this was Survival Stories of African immigrant traditions on life, love, and the practice of medicine. Both of them are medical anthologies, and so um, they were fairly easy to write, if you ask me, because it was just, you know, kind of going back into that mental space of where I've been and taking out one story or two stories to share a lesson that I learned um, from during that season. Uh, there, you know, these are, Book that I partnered with other physicians uh, that I could identify with, female um, uh, female doctors, immigrants, and uh, local American physicians as well um, to, to write. And it's been a very pleasurable project to be a part of both of those, particularly the influence and um, the effect that the book has had on other people. I've had tons of feedback, especially on the second book, uh, Beyond Challenges, uh, just from Lots of other physicians that are international medical graduates, you know, non-U.S. docs that moved here in search of just the opportunity to practice um, that have reached out to me and just shared how that particular book has just given them so much more inspiration and just invigorated them to continue to pursue their goals. And so from that, you know, it makes me realize that, you know, something that started off just as a hobby. Uh, to passively write stories and share my experiences actually influencing tons of people across the world and that just makes me want to keep writing.
1: Yeah you well know, that's with like over like twelve or sixteen, something like that, black female doctors. I mean the back of the cover of the book is is, is beautiful for the second book and you can catch that on Amazon. Just put Dr. Nina Loom's name in there, description box, all that. You guys can see and re- get her book and also go to, for those who want to be inspired even further, they can go to our website, com. Tell the people about your website as well and what you offer there.
2: Yes. Um, so uh, com is uh, my current niche on the internet. It's my little hole on the internet, for lack of better words. Um, On there, uh, you'll find inspiration, particularly focused for international medical graduates. So I I equip, I encourage, and I teach people who are doctors or students that have graduated from other um, countries who want to integrate into the US system. I do that by writing blog posts on my experience. Um, I do write some educational posts depending on what's trending for that particular group of uh, people. And then I also have um, an IMG roadmap series, which is an interview series where I talk to physicians that have been where I've been and where other international medical graduates are or want to be. And I ask them to share their experiences Because sometimes you need the validation of more than one person. Um, Sometimes, you know, as, as is life, we all have varying experiences. Like my experience will be very different from, you know, Dr. Coleman or somebody else's experience. But when I get all these different voices together on my website, the plan is to be able to showcase that irrespective of your origin or irrespective of your place of birth, Or even if you are a U.S. citizen who chooses to go to medical school in the Caribbean, you can still find your place in medicine in the States, provided that you learn the ropes from other people who have done that. And so really, that's the premise of my blog. And I just enjoy being able to feed into people and just help them achieve their own personal goals. More recently, I've been able to launch an online course that really just focuses on people that are so far away who maybe I can have direct contact with. Um, And that's imgroadmap.com. It's part of my blog as well. And it just really helps them figure out how to do this without maybe directly talking with me um, in a more virtual space. So that has been another passion project of mine that I launched earlier this year. Um, And we've helped within within the IMG Roadmap course, we've helped over 30 IMGs thus far after launching just this summer. So I'm looking forward to growth with that as well
0: excellent 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 here's one or two or, or several several thoughts in one uh from me um so doc what's like what's next what 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 do uh the next couple of years look like um how do you can continue to touch lives how do you how do you continue to to level up Uh, past where you are in terms of uh, your practice and everything else that you have going on.
2: Right. I think for me, honestly, when I'm being asked that question, what's next, I think at at some point after you have, um, for me, after I have achieved this goal, I think the next best way to sort of level up is not only give people information, but I want to help people add to their own pockets. And so the way that I'm thinking about doing that coming up in the future is to become an owner of something medical um, so that I can offer employment to, to people that are coming out and achieving their goals and looking for a place to get plugged in society. Um, and whether that's an owner of a practice or an owner of a medical center, that's, some, that's one of my next goals is besides just helping people get to that place where they're now and be with a license and able to practice. Well, if I can own something where you can come in and practice with me, um, then that would be my that's that's my, my next step as far as that's where I want to level up into. So I'm just not giving people information, but then I can be able to give them information and then later on you know, give them opportunity to become employed or to be able to add to their pockets and take care of their own families. Um, so that's really where I'm seeing this whole thing moving in, into. Of course, it would, I'll continue to write, continue to inspire, but really when it comes to personal plan, that's really where I would want to see this mission end up.
1: And would it have to be in Kentucky, because you move around <laughs> a lot, but, you know, Kentucky is one of those states, and it's not too many of us there, uh, but, you yeah, would it be in Kentucky, um, or, you know, do you have your eye set on other places in the world?
2: Yeah, so I think, you know, it, it may not, it may not only be in Kentucky, let's put it that way. Because you know the beauty about the world that we live in now is you can establish something in Kentucky, but it serves um, more than just Kentucky. You know, for example, if you look at uh, multi-specialty groups or uh, travel physician groups and such, um, they're they're not located in one state. You know, they they can connect you into, um, you know, with with employment in several different states. So that's probably the model that I'll be looking at is, you know, how do you, you know, you can own a medical group that services hospitals throughout across state lines. And so, you know, maybe focusing on where the need is, because of course we want to reach the underserved populations, uh, the rural areas. Um, And so just being able to you know, own a, 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 what, what you'd call either a medical practice group that's maybe made up a group of travel physicians that are willing to travel out on 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 uh, commitments or assignments for, you know, weeks at a time in rural areas. That's one way that we can achieve that goal without a physical presence in Kentucky. Um, so without going too much on, into my vision board, that's kind of where I'll, I'll, I'll leave that. But no, it does not have to be in Kentucky and it will be across
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, no, 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 no. I don't have anything. Well, I
1: want, I want to know. Um, as far as Cameroon, are there any projects that you see yourself working on? because you had mentioned? You know, you thought in the beginning you like every Cameroonian I've ever met. Um, you thought of you know going back to practice back home. Um, are there any plans or any initiatives? I know that, you know, cause I'm looking at your Facebook and see that we have mutual friends and family, but you know, um, I know six tooth and you know, the projects he's done back at home, um, anything planned or that you're doing already back home.
2: Yes, absolutely. So currently I have partnered with, um, the baptist health system in cameroon I volunteered with them um in the past to serve as a hospital physician at one of their hospitals I haven't been back in a while but the plan is to continue to do those um ultimately I want to do those annually where I go in and I uh, take over maybe an internal medicine service for a month of time uh, supervising some of their residents I really enjoyed that experience when I did it before I was able to teach the residents things that i learned here. And so that enriches their practice when they stay back to continue to practice there. Um, that's one way. The next way is, of course, I've partnered with my own mother. My mother is a pediatrician in Cameroon and she still lives and practices there in Douala. So I've partnered with her clinic, her private practice clinic um, in providing them with supplies. Uh, I've also, I have another initiative that I work with, which is an orphanage just located a few miles away from her clinic, which helps uh, disabled children. And we were able to uh, build them a physical therapy center. Um, That was the most recent project that we completed. And so there's, you know, there's big projects and small projects. I would say the big project has been with educating residents in Cameroon, and the small projects has been with partnering with uh, my mother's clinical practice that's in Cameroon
1: as well. Any websites for that? Um, or or any um, you know, anything people can if they say, Oh, I want to see more, learn more, maybe help out, where can they uh, go to um to find out more about what's going on? With that?
2: Yes. So unfortunately those sites they're not very um like we're not as technologically advanced when it comes to having an online presence, but that's probably something that I will be working on. So if anybody's interested and they're listening to this, they can just stick with the encouragingdoc.com. And once once these projects have websites of their own, then I'll be more than happy to share that on there. But that's something we've been actively working on is, you know, how do we create an online presence for, for these locations? The only difference is the people that we serve when I go don't really spend time on the Internet. You know, they barely have time or or even have the Internet service. And so it's a little bit harder to, to set up that online presence. Um, but as a sponsor, I definitely should start looking into that and, and working that out.
0: Impressive, impressive. Uh, Dr. Bloom, with uh, every guest that we do have on the Diversified Game podcast, um, we like to know, you know, aside from the passion, you know, the insight, uh, whether or not they have a community give back and if they don't uh what would be your community give back beyond uh some of the things that you that you're already doing um
2: so could you explain a little bit the concept of a community give back
0: yes sure no not not a problem not a problem so you know how uh you mentioned um you know you work very closely with the, uh, with your mother's practice in the camera room um, a community give back could be something uh, beyond something that you're very passionate about. Yes, you, you know, you have individuals that are passionate about uh, cancer, cancer research, or uh, I, I want to teach young ladies how to sew, how to cook. Um, I feel that uh, physical um, uh, sports are important because people need to know the importance of movement, that sort of thing.
2: Okay. I would say my I so as far as just making sure I'm answering your question correctly, what you want to know is if I have one of such ideas that would be a good community give back. Is that
0: right? That and um are are you are you doing such uh in in your own community uh beyond the uh, uh medicine? Okay. I, I see your got your question.
2: So, yeah, in my community, the ways that I support is with supporting local women's shelters. Um, And it's just been more on a financial basis um, as far as supplying them with goods um, and and such. But that's, I would consider that maybe a more low-key contributor, a more of a silent donor as far as that goes. But that's one way. And, And I live in Eastern Kentucky, more in the in a relatively um, small town. And so, you know, in our community, we have, you know, maybe a few shelters around town, but not maybe as robust as in urban areas. But yeah, that's the one that I I participate in here.
1: Well yeah, and that's what we we wanna know. I was gonna say it's her Instagram when she's showing everyone you can be fit and fabulous and still do medicine. I was gonna say maybe that's it. But Dr. Nunaloo, we thank you for, for coming on and with you know, you were talking about, you know, the technology and everything in Cameroon, just having that presence, um, that fundraising. I just came back from Kenya with a client. And we raise in a very short amount of time, like three days, um, thousands of dollars for an orphanage. And just having, you know, sometimes people, influencers or websites or Instagram, people will just want to give because folks, I, I hate to say this, but. Sometimes the church, they look at certain pastors and they see the $60 million jets and, you know, boasting and bragging how easy life is when you have a congregation, but they don't want to give to the church, you know. And sometimes you have to find the church is what I tell people because the church is where two or three gather, says the scriptures. But, um, you know, just having that can help progress things because with those thousands of dollars, the orphanage, Loud has already said, you know, different things they can do with that money. Plus, we brought 30 people to the orphanage to kind of help. So, you know, those type of things, I, I can't wait for you to say, hey, here's a link. This is our website or our Instagram if you don't want to do a website or YouTube because Dr. Nina alone also does YouTube. She, she doesn't do it weekly or daily, but I have a feeling in the future she might, you know, push that a little further. Um but you know, I can't wait to see those things because we know, you know, Cameroon is um uh, soon to be under new leadership.
2: Right, right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and I'll definitely take that word on um and, and work on that. I agree. Uh, we should definitely put more of Cameroon on the map and, and I, I thank you for encouraging me today because I I'm committed and I'll do it.
1: So
0: I think this is a good
1: place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online.
0: You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified